Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Okay, Michael. So we got some time on this one, right? I feel like we got a little bit of time to take a liberty to do one of my favorite games, which is fun with basketball reference nicknames. Okay. I think so. I think there is going to be a little bit of time because we are doing our 30 teams in over 30 days and we have the Washington Wizards coming up and uh, there's not a whole lot to say about the Washington Wizards. Okay. So here's the challenge, Mike. Okay. Bradley Beal star of the Washington Wizards, two-time All-Star, has four uh-huh. basketball reference nicknames. I want to know if it's you like, can even guess two. Seems like three too many. Um, and I don't think I could even guess one. Like, is oh, he like the some, toaster? Somehow the toaster one is Brad, and I don't understand that because, like, I mean, I get his name is Bradley, so, like, people call him Brad, but... I don't get why that's a basketball reference nickname because I always feel like they're like something cool like unicorn or, you know, whatever. The well, one you should have got. Who does this? Do we know who 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 does the, the, the nicknames on basketball reference? And can we get them on the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who does it. Maybe I can. I got a buddy over there. Maybe I can contact him. Okay. See, see, see what he's about. Um, the second one you should have gotten, or the most popular one, which is Real Deal. I feel Real like Deal that's... Bradley Beal. All right. I yeah, feel like that doesn't that... doesn't feel like a nickname. That just feels like it since it rhymes, people say it. Uh, the other two are the most fun. Somehow yeah. he is called the Big Panda. That's false. I've never heard that. Never once in my life, but apparently. And the other one is Blue Magic, which I just like to be Blue Magic. If I can have a basketball reference nickname, I think I want mine to be Blue Magic. Blue Magic. I'm not I'm not really sure what the hell that means. Don't even know where that came from. If uh let's see if we can get the nickname guy because I'd like I bet you there's some good stories on these nicknames. Uh but yeah, well, let's talk about Bradley Beal since we are right here. Uh, Bradley Beal, kind of like the only super serious standard league player left on this team. Uh, they lost a lot of randoms off this team from last season. Trevor Ariza, Sam Decker, Jeff Green, Dwight Howard, Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and Thomas Sadaransky. All of those guys gone, and uh, they really didn't pick up too many players. I guess Ish Smith exists Isaiah Thomas is on this team, um, which is a little surprising to me. And other than that, slim pickings on this rebuilding Washington Wizards team. So let's let's talk about Bradley Beal and what an excellent season he had last season. Uh, a little bit of a – well, I'd say more than a little bit of a leap, but definitely a leap, a leap for Bradley Beal last season. And I think a lot of it was, right, he took over as kind of the man, right, when John Wall went down pretty early in the season, and that helped Beal get more assists and get more rebounds, get more points, get more steals, get more blocks, right? Like, he was just being the guy um, you like to talk about, right, kind of smack in the middle of his prime. He's 26. 
He looked phenomenally good. Um, I guess really the only question is, um, is he is he a top ten player? Right? Is he a first round guy for you, Mike? That's a that is a very good question. Um, I think it is pretty close, but I'm actually I don't think he makes it into my first round, and and this is why Bradley Beal. His usage couldn't have been higher last season. His minutes could not have been higher. Um, there, there's nowhere for him to improve in. Um, so best case scenario is he runs back what he did last season, which he played 82 games last season. Uh, and you know what? For someone who was constantly injured at the beginning of his career – Last two seasons, 82 games, 82 games, followed by a 77-game season. So shout-out to Bradley Beal for staying healthy. Uh, in totals last season, uh, when you're uh, looking at eight categories, he was the 10th-ranked player. So that is technically a first-round pick. I don't know if I can move him into my first round in, a, in like a 12-team league. Uh, so he's kind of a turn guy for me. And part of the problem is, you know, I think we kind of run out of first round guys or guys we feel really good about in the first round at the end of the first round of a 12 team league. And I'll just fire off like a couple names. Right. So I feel like we, we discussed the top five, right. We got a pretty firm set top five, I think. Um, Easily have a top five. We talked about in the previous episode. So those are, there's, those are like one a beginning of one B. And then so you got kind of two players I think are probably six and seven in most people's rankings in Damian Lillard and Nikola Jokic. I think that's pretty straightforward. Okay, so but then once we get to eight, right, you got names like Joel Embiid, you got LeBron. I think you also got Kawhi, you got... uh, All George, you might got Kemba up there. But like, you know, like, do you feel really that much better about any of those players than Bradley Beal? Like, you know, I feel per- I feel better about <laughs> LeBron James, and uh, you know I feel I feel pretty solid about knowing that Kawhi Leonard will play like sixty some games. But I'm not super I'm not super solid about that. That's what I mean. So you know I, I mean I could easily see if you think Bradley Beal's even going to play like seventy eight, I could see going Bradley Beal over Kawhi if Kawhi's only going to play like sixty sixty five. Paul George got that shoulder thing, right? So maybe you're knocking that down a little bit. So I think for me, I th- I'm thinking about him kind of in that 8 to 14 range, like somewhere where like, I like to consider the turn, just because I don't see a ton of great options in that I, think- I feel so much better about than Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? Like I feel pretty good about Bradley Beal being pretty awesome. Like I feel like the assists are going to stay. I feel like he's going to get you like five rebounds. He's going to net you like 25 points. He's going to get you well, at least 1.2 steals, at least half a block. Like there's going to be a, a pretty good amount of three-pointers. Percentages like have been pretty good. Than, do you like him better than Kyrie Irving? That's a good question because, I mean, Kyrie just – is going to be kind of the only guy on that Brooklyn team this year in the sense that I think he's going to try to take it over. I feel better about Bradley Beal playing 10 more games. Like I think we see Kyrie get get a little nicked up. So, I mean, 10 more games is 10 more games, and I guess it would depend on the type of league. 
Are you um, concerned but, at all about Bradley Beal's um, location? So, obviously, John Wall's not coming back. He's going to have the team for pretty much the whole year. He's going to, uh, you know, have the ball in his hands, and, you know, those assist stats will probably go up just a tad. But is he going to try to get out of Washington? Is Washington tr- going to try to move him? And if that happens, are, are you? And I know those are hypotheticals, and we often don't put hypotheticals into our draft rankings. But are you worried about that at all this season? No, because I mean, where's he gonna go that he's gonna be like super bad, right? I mean, we saw him kind of play that second fiddle to John Wall and be a top twenty player. So, Anthony Davis was in a no. Um, win situation last season they uh shut him down like right after the all-star break bradley beal's gonna be looking around and uh, i think he's gonna see the same scene worse scenery actually that's always possible i guess but i mean there's what what's the percent chance of that like to 10 percent, like something yeah, like that like terribly high and the nba might be actually trying to figure out a way to make sure that doesn't happen anymore after anthony davis did that and you know bradley beal is no anthony davis but you know, I'm just I'm just thinking there is some um, unknowns with the rest of his season. But you've you've made some really, really good points that he is, you know, he is an elite fantasy player. He is someone who can be in that uh, could be a first round talent. And I think I'm going to own Bradley Beal in some leagues because like you were saying, right, someone's going to go for LeBron and they're going to go for Joel Embiid and they're going to go for Kawhi Leonard and. Paul George and and not to say that I I mean I probably have Paul George ranked over him some of those other guys you know it, it would depend on what kind of team I'm trying to build and what kind of league it is right like in Roto I feel really good about Bradley Beal maybe even over some of those other guys that I mentioned right like I'd rather have Bradley Beal than LeBron in a Roto league yeah I do like Bradley Beal quite a bit in my Roto leagues I uh, own him in, a, in quite a few of them um, so I think I'm gonna own some Brad Beal shares you might be Talking me into pushing him up into that first round. Uh, Bradley Beal, a very, you know, impressive talent who's legitimately gotten better every single year he's been in the league. He's improved a little bit of his game every single year. And actually, I thought it was a little bit older. He's only 26. He still could improve. Still could have a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I'm just hoping those steal and block numbers that were career highs last season stay up. Uh, steals are a little finicky. Sometimes they fluctuate. But uh, I don't see – if you're taking Bradley Beal on the turn, I'm not going to blast you out on, on Twitter or in the, in the draft chat, Tyler. You, you go right ahead. But I think, too, Mike, when you do a few more drafts, and I'm not saying that you haven't done some already, I think if you pick a lot on the turn, you're going to find that Bradley Beal looks a little bit more enticing just because, I mean, in the couple that I've done where I've picked on the turn and all some of those names you mentioned are gone, and I'm just looking like, man, who would I rather have than Bradley Beal at this point? Like, nobody. I think I might just need to take my own advice here. This is um, a transition year, and uh, I think there's a lot of players – who are normal staples of fantasy who are going to be uh, falling out due to age or being overtaken by younger talent. And this is something we already saw last year. We saw already saw Bradley Beal uh, moving up the ranks, moving into that, uh, that solidly being a second tier player. Um, you know, if he is someone who could be a one B a one C uh, this season, 
that's that's certainly possible i think i'm a big fan um that might be should we just we just cut it here is that the end of this i think that's the end of the show uh everybody have a great night and go washington wizards they're they're the greatest team in the league uh i probably will watch about i'll 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 have bradley beal on my roster i'll probably watch about a total of two wizards games if that if that that seems high over under is one and a half because i don't want to watch this team but i think there are a few other players on this team that are worth mentioning and and the one i want to mention first is thomas bryant Thomas Bryant, I, d- I think, is going to be a hype train guy. I think he is going to be on some people's sleeper lists. And uh, last season, he played uh, down the stretch, started playing closer to uh, 25, 27 minutes. And in that, um, in those minutes per game, he was playing fairly well. You know, 12 points, uh, over a half a three a game, seven rebounds, and over a block with a I'll, very good percentage. So you're kind of you, stereotypical big man who isn't a zero in threes. I'll read you the stat line that's going to get everybody hype trained, right? right? Let me hear it. The last 10 games, which he started all of them, and they may have been his only 10 starts of the year. No, he started some early in the year. I lied. But he went to the bench for a while. He started the last 10 games, okay? He played 31.6 minutes a game. He averaged 16 and a half points. 10.2 rebounds, two assists, 1.1 blocks, and 0.83 pointers on a 61.9% from the field and a 63% field goal percent or free throw percentage. So he was pretty damn awesome, right? And people are going to go. Small sample size theater. That sounds like a pretty good center to have, a very solid center to have in, in one of those, uh, you know, mid rounds, like in the, in the beginning, of maybe a fourth round fifth round type of player if, listening to those specific stats so and here's the i don't know worrying part right so he was on the lakers during his rookie season he was a second round pick actually by the jazz who was traded to the lakers um in 2017 so his first season he played for the lakers and he played 15 games and he got 4.8 minutes and didn't do anything. Um, he was a 20 year old kid then. And then last season, 21 played for the wizards and he played 20.8 minutes a game. So who did the wizards have last year as their center? That was so awesome. Was, uh, was, Marcin Gortat still is he still in the league? I don't even remember. I, I didn't even I didn't watch any Washington games last season. Uh, no, they had Yamahimi, they had Bobby Portis, they eventually traded for Jabari Parker. They, you know, they had a lot of yeah. Um, it's not great. And so, but and so mean, that does mean Thomas Bryant is the starter here. Yeah. Okay. So. Now we'll look at, at some some rankings, right? So uh, our rankings at hashtag basketball.com have him playing 30 minutes a game and have him as the 42nd ranked player. Okay, yeah. And if, if you believe that what you saw at the end of the season is him, which I don't, um, I think, yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty correct. 
if you think he's going to be someone who's like 16 and 9 or whatever. And then, so let's flip to just another set of rankings. Uh, our friend Mark Roberts has him playing 28 minutes a game, right? So two minutes less, and has him ranked 40th. So is this a top 50 player? Because I'm going to vote no. I'm also going to vote no, but with his age, his skill set, and the fact that he has hit threes from a center position, which is exactly what you want to see. This is someone who is standardly relevant for sure, and someone that I would definitely target if no, since no one has probably heard of him outside of your hardcore fantasy basketball players. Hardcore fantasy basketball players, on their hand, I think is going to be one of the top sleepers on their sleeper list. Oh, and, and here's a, a cool thing that I like about Thomas Bryan, and one reason I think he's going to keep his field goal percentage high. Um, so he takes 51% of his shots from zero to three feet from the basket. So he's basically dunking or laying up the ball, right? He takes another relative 20% on three-pointers, and then he takes almost no mid-range because from three to 10 feet, which is also pretty damn close to the basket, he takes another 15%. So he takes 85% of his shots, either they're threes or they're right next to the hoop. So you like that, right? He's proven to be a pretty darn good rebounder in limited time. He can score 10 points in 20 minutes, which you like, right? Um, assuming he can play somewhere around 30 minutes a game, obviously, you know, that's another, that's 15 points. Um I like his per 36. I like the idea that he could be someone who is going to be a solid big man for you. If you're taking him in the top 50, I just don't think you're getting value for him. I think it's just, you're going to see someone who's a little bit like it, it, a lot of people. What they do is they just go, okay, here's what he was doing. Here's his per 36. If he's going to play 30 minutes, this is great. Well, you know, I center roulette. You ready? Let, yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. Uh, Clint Capella or Thomas Bryant? Clint Capella. I'm not even thinking about that. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas or Thomas Bryant? Um, that would assume that I think Thomas... Can you give me minutes per game on these guys? Because... Or do you want me to do a, a realistic... Uh, like, hey, it's the draft pick. It's it's the draft, whatever you think. Like it, it's okay, uh, right? And then we might. I think that's pretty close, might, actually. I think they're similar players, and I I think that's okay to say, right? That like they're not really going to get you any steals or assists, but they're going to get you good rebounds and bulk points and like a block a game. Yeah, and they're both decent at free throw percentage as well. Which, if you care about that, which I'm in Roto leagues, I do care about that. Uh, I'm probably gonna. Actually, I'm probably going to go Thomas Bryant here, but only because I think he is definitely going to play for the Washington Wizards for most of the season. And they're just, because they're going to be so bad, they're just going to be like, well, why the hell not? Why the hell not will we not play Thomas Bryant? Well, Jonas Valanciunas is someone who we've seen uh, often not play in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I don't know what Memphis has in store uh, for. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. 
I don't know if they're going to want to mess around with the rotations with the young guys. I don't know what Memphis is going to be up to. So I don't know if they want to bring Jonas into their into their starting rotation as desperately as Washington would want to bring Thomas Bryant into their starting rotation. So I'm going to give the nod to Thomas Bryant there, but not by a lot. Um, I'll warn you that I'm a little worried about the free throws, and, and here's why if you really want to know. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, so he played two years at Indiana, and over 284 free throw attempts, he shot 71.8%. Okay, so his NBA sample size for for those wondering is 146 free throw attempts at 76.7%. In the G League, right, the last two years, he shot 145 free throw attempts and shot 68.3%. So I'm I'm inclined to think he's more of like a 70% guy, you know, putting those three numbers together than he is like an 80% guy. And I think both of our rankings, you know, that we've been looking at, right? Like uh, hashtag hasn't projected for 78%. Um, our man, Mark Roberts, hasn't projected for closer to 80. I really? think he's Yeah, that more, seems a little high. Like he's, uh, Mark Roberts had 78.6 and uh, hashtag has exactly 78. I think he's more of a 70% guy from the three kind of sample sizes we've seen that are all relatively uh, similar sample sizes, right? So... Uh, take that for what it's worth, but I guess this is the type of guy that you would want to target in your first plat in that first plateau, that uh, kind of like that forty-five oh. to oh. seventy so- range, right? Because he does have the ceiling to be either at the top of that plateau or break into one of the tier, like the lowest tier uh, of what I, I I don't know if I have three tiers or four tiers this season, but uh, he could be a, a top tier player. Uh, at the bottom of, of all the tiers, at at the at the highest level of what he's possible of accomplishing this season, I like his his age helps me um, assume that he's going to maybe he's got a potential to overachieve. But to me, he's still just a really good guy to target in in the first plateau of players. So here's kind of how I'm looking at him, and it, maybe this makes no sense to anybody but me, but I'll say it anyways. Um, in a standard league. I'm more likely to take him like in the 50, 60 range because I feel like the replacement level is just so much higher. And, you know, if, if he's just, eh, if he's just okay. Right. Um, you know, I'm fine with holding him. If he's bad, I can cut him. Right. And if he's good, then I obviously got a breakout in a deeper league though. I'd be super afraid to take this guy, especially if he's going like right around 50. Yeah. If this because- is going to be like your th- fourth best player, third best player. I I don't like that. And like at that point, right? Like I know I can get Steven Adams at pick 85. Like I know what yeah. Steven Adams is going to do, right? He's going to get me like 13 points and nine rebounds and a block. And that, and I'm worried that maybe that's what Thomas Bryant does. Um, yeah. Like 14 and eight with a block instead of all, all these predictions that he's going to be incredible. So, uh, yeah, consider me worried. And honestly, like, if it's a top 50 pick, I'm going to find somebody I like better. If it's in that 50 to 70 range, I might think about it. And obviously, well, I mean, at some point, he gets to become someone I'm pretty interested in. But He's probably a sleeper for the, in, in casual leagues and in, I'd say, in, in, in people who are, I wouldn't, call, say, I wouldn't call them professional leagues, but, uh, 
people who are in the know, I think he's going to be over. He's going to be overdrafted. He's going to be a real sexy sleeper. Cause like you have your casual leagues that where nobody has a sleeper. And then you have the sleeper league, the leagues where people are like, oh, I got a sleeper list. And it's the same as everybody else's sleeper list. And then you got the next tier of guy who's like, all right, here's the real sleeper list that no one's talking about. He seems like number one on that, on that list of, Hey, nobody's talking about this guy. Great. And I, every, everyone's going to be interested in him. And I don't think you're going to get him out of the top 50. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him in the top 50 now. I'm kind of with you there. Tyler, is there anyone else at Washington you want to talk about? I mean, we I think we have to talk about a few of these players because there's plenty of minutes to go around. So I'm going to let you pick. And there's plenty of, of starting spots, right? Like there's plenty of... Yeah, we've only talked about two players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, throw a dart at a board, right? Like maybe in some ways, like there's a lot of guys here and there's not a lot of guys I love. And Smith starting a point guard? Is Isaiah Thomas starting a point guard? Do we really like Isaiah Thomas anymore? Um, so here, here's the thing I'll say about Isaiah Thomas. I'm interested to see what Isaiah Thomas has left this preseason. Because we've That's seen Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas be a good fantasy player, and he obviously had those couple hip surgeries, and you know maybe it just took him a good you know year, year and a half to come back from that. Maybe he's still got a little bit left in the tank. I mean... I think we've seen throughout Ishmith's career, and then not to knock the guy, I mean, he's had a great career, but it's not like he's really ever been a starting point guard a ton, right? So it's it's not like there's not a path to minutes for Isaiah Thomas. And so if he's, you yeah, know, but 80, looking at Isaiah Thomas's last two years, man, it's pretty sad. He looks cooked, right? But that's why I said, you know, maybe this preseason, I'm I'm interested in looking at that battle and what Washington's going to do with those minutes, right? Like if Ishmith's playing 33 minutes a game, I might be a little bit interested in him, especially as a streamer in a standard league. If Isaiah Thomas has something left, I might be a little interested in him. If they're splitting those minutes right down the middle, I might not be interested in either. Um, but that, well, I think, I think that's something might just it's something it to watch, right? It's it's something to watch. It's there are there is streamer potential there based on where the minutes go and if isaiah thomas is like you know isn't fall his body isn't falling apart so in that case yeah but like are either one of those guys draftable i i don't think so at all um and here's the other thing and and maybe we should have said this in the golden state episode when we kind of ran out of guys to talk about real fast it's like the worst team in the nba mike scored 103 and a half points a game last year if Bradley Beal nets 26 and Thomas Bryant nets 15, I'm saying like there's still, you know, almost 60 points left. Someone's got to score something. Um, and, and then that goes the same for every other stat, right? There's so many rebounds in a the game. There's so many this, there's so many that. Um, so this is a team maybe to watch during the the preseason a little bit, right? You got to think they picked uh, Rui Hachimure pretty high. That's someone gonna... I did want to mention before the podcast is over. Uh, Rui Hachimure. I've been working on my pronunciation, Tyler. Is at least an interesting rookie because he's a rookie who I feel like doesn't have any competition at all to play 30-some minutes a game. Like, why, why not give him the keys to go out there and do whatever he wants? And he was a fairly decent 
um, just kind of like basic stats producer. You know, you're scoring uh, some decent rebounding in college. And I think some of that is definitely going to be able to translate to the NBA, especially if you're going to play like 32 minutes. And an older rookie too, right? He's going to be 22 in February. So it's not like he's an an 18-year-old kid. He should be a little bit more ready. And so, you know, color me interested to see, you know, he's playing for Japan in the uh, World Cup that's coming up. And I might watch a few of those games, especially against some of the better teams if Japan matches up against the U.S. or, you know, one of those teams and kind of maybe get a better look at what this guy's got against some professional players. Um, and obviously this preseason, I'm going to be watching him too, because like you said, I mean, who's going to play power forward if not Hachimura? Like, There's nobody else. I mean, all those power forwards went to, uh, went to New York, I think. And um, so the Hachimura is, is someone who has the, has the skills was, was um, someone who, this is what I'm, this is what I'm wondering. If he has a really, really great, preseason is he suddenly going to be like the hottest name on uh, in fantasy basketball like let's say he's like 20 and you know eight and he's just like killing and he looks really really good is he going to break into everyone's conversation or is he still kind of like a last last pick for me if you're if you're asking me right now i'm not even thinking about picking him like Honestly, I'm not. And so no, I'm not thinking about picking him either. I, I want to see something on I want to watch him play first. And so last season, like he averaged less than a block and less than a steal a game in college. So this isn't a super great like fantasy guy, right? He's gonna get you like some points and some rebounds and maybe a couple assists. So I, I mean, no, I would never say he's nothing more than probably a streamer at best, even if he's playing like 32 minutes a game. Just I don't think the steals and blocks are going to be there enough to to make him a super standard league relevant player. But at the same time, like, that proven wrong, and, and we see some guys sometimes do something different than what they've done in college when they're, you know, given the, the right opportunity in the right situation. So... I mean, yeah, if he's dominating in preseason, would he be the worst last-round pick? No. But if you're telling me I got to pick this guy in the top 100, I'm hitting the double stay-away button. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's a top 100 player. Uh, he certainly, like, hey, we, I don't know. We don't, I don't have enough. Uh, I didn't watch any college basketball. I don't have enough video on this guy. I don't know enough about him. All I know is that, uh, you know, rookies often don't fare well, but I do like the fact that he's going to get minutes or a lot of minutes to go around in Washington, and that intrigues me. So I will be keeping an eye on him. Uh, is there anyone else on this team you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Davis Bertrands? No, but oh, here's you the don't. Nobody really wants to talk about Davis Bertrands. Shout out to um, Davis Bertrands. So you know, for me, maybe maybe that guy is a three pointer streamer, and there's a lot of those going around, right? If he's getting some decent minutes, but. Uh, I still, I still go back to the point that I tr- that I made a minute ago, where somebody's got to do something here, and there's a lot Gotta of be stats. there's a lot of stats to go around. So early in the year, right, training camp, preseason, this is actually a team I'm watching somewhat closely to see who is starting, who is playing a big role, who is 
getting up some shots, right? Like, yeah, you know, like Bradley Beal or Hachimuri could like Bertrand's could end up being like, uh, you know, like a, a decent Kip Bazemore where he's like, a, oh, he's hanging around the hundreds. He does enough for me to and have him on my team every once in a while. Or even, hey, for this month, he's been playing well. He's just been a staple on my team. Uh, Hachimura, someone who, you know, we just don't know enough about him. Similar, he could be like, all right, well, this guy's a little Jabari Parker. He's having a hot streak this month. All right, cool. That's about it for this team. Like, no one else in this team interests me at all. I'm not seeing any anything going on. The only, the only thing is Bradley Beal and, and Thomas Bryant. That's that's about it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I liked Troy Brown when he came out of the draft. I didn't see a ton last year to make me want to throw my hands up in the air, but I still think that's a, a young kid just turned 20 in July. Um, that's a kid that a couple years down the track could be pretty decent basketball player, I think. So um, that's a guy I'm keeping an eye on too. But other than that, I got nothing. Yeah, this is um, like I'm going to definitely watch and keep an eye on the Sacramento Kings because I like a lot of those players. This is a team that I'm going to like keep in the corner of my like peripheral vision just in case something happens because something's got to give here. Like you said, someone's going to have to uh, going to have to play these minutes. Someone's going to have to take on some of the scoring load um, in these hundred point games. Uh, if, if they can even score a hundred points in Washington. So we'll, we'll have my to point, see about that. My point with that, that statement was this, Mike, that was the worst. Be like a historically bad team. You could say that. I don't think they're going to be though. Like the way the, their pace is in the NBA now, like every team averages over a hundred points a game. It's just going to happen, right? Like you're going to fall butt backwards into it. So someone's got to do something. Something's going to have to happen here. Uh, You know, but if everyone's scoring like 12 points, if if a lot of people are scoring 11, 12 points, okay, cool. Like that's, that's no particular individual to, to, to give a crap about. So we're, we're, you know, we're going to have to see this play out, I think with you there right so we got to see we got to see somebody take charge of i'm going to be the third option on this team isaiah thomas is going to try to do it i think but can isaiah thomas right does he have anything left that's that's a question and and then if he doesn't have anything left who is it going to be i you know what i hope it is i hope it's isaiah thomas i hope he uh the original the original pizza man um i i really that, hope he comes he we, comes we back. We opine about this season rather frequently, but that season he had in Boston was just amazing to watch. It was, it was incredible. It was um, for someone who you just never thought could be that, like just his whole career, never thought he could be that good, was one of the best players in the league. Absolutely incredible. The fact he did not get paid for that uh, just goes to show you that Boston is a horrible place and the people who run Boston are horrible people. And that is, uh, you can put that, Right on my tombstone. I don't give a shit. Uh, so sh- shots fired at Boston. And I, that is how I'm going to wrap up the Washington Wizards. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. I didn't ask my question, Mike, but I don't think oh. I need to. You um, don't need to. Washington, They're not making the playoffs. Not, not, not even close, right? May, probably in contention for a worse record in the league. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm 100% signing off on perhaps second worst record in the league because i think we're going to talk about the worst record here in a little bit you can find me at watch the boxes on twitter guys send us feedback if you 
are liking the show, rate, review us, or support us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And we'll be back next time with another team in our 30 teams in over 30 days. Have a good night, everybody.